0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. So I praise the Lord for this privilege to stand in front of you this morning, sharing the Word of God, and we are still at the beginning of the year. We bless the Lord for the year 2024, and I want also to take this opportunity to wish every each one of you here today a uh, prosperous year 2024. Amen. Amen. This morning, wants, uh, what I, uh, I'm going to share with you, I titled it "Strong, Stand Strong in the Faith." Stand strong in the faith. This is a message that uh, I shared a few weeks ago in our uh, in the international ministry. And uh, Pastor Michael asked me to bring the same message here. But the, the thing is that it, it, it's difficult to reproduce the same thing, the same anointing, the same. And, and I believe that for, for every audience, God has specific word, specific keys that he wants to share with you. And for you, it's very special this morning. I will still come up with the, the same, the same uh, teaching, but not in totality. I will go in the direction that God wants for this fellowship. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So this message, I received it when I was in Kinshasa. I was in my time of intercession praying for the spiritual family. And suddenly I saw a vision come in front of me where I saw four people from our spiritual family. I recognized one face clearly. And the Lord told me, pray for them that their faith will not fail. Because they are going to go through severe time, challenging time. That if they are not strong in the faith, they will end up backsliding. You need to intercede. And it's good, you know, when you do the ministry of intercession, it's good to pray according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's good that God gives you prayer. Then you yourself, you go with your prayers. He must tell you what to pray, how to pray for these people. And when God gave me that message, I began to pray for them. And the Lord told me it is a message for all of you to be encouraged to stand strong in the faith. 2024 is a brand new year. I believe it's a year pregnant with a lot of blessings and opportunities. But there will be also challenges. You understand? The only way for us to come out victorious is when we stand strong in our faith. Because when the challenge comes, only faith can help you to stand up. And without that, it's very important. It's very difficult. I would like us to read quickly two scriptures. Two scriptures from New King James Version. The first one, the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. And the second one will be 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14. Let's start with 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 7. This is Paul speaking. He said, I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Three statements, three powerful statements in one verse. I have fought the good fight, which means there are also fights that are no good. Amen. But it's not what I'm teaching. He said, I have fought the good fight. And secondly, I finished the race. And I have kept the faith. Let's read 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen to 14. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. In those two scriptures, Paul is trying to emphasize on the importance of us maintaining faith. Keeping faith. It is the only thing that is very important for you in your life. It is one thing to have faith, but it is another thing to keep faith. You may have it, but keeping it is another work. You may have it for six months and lose it after. But the very important thing is for you to keep the faith. And Paul kept his faith until the last moment of his race here on earth. And faith is the most important element in our lives. Therefore, we need to keep it. Most of the time, people lose faith when they are very close to their breakthrough. And then they end up losing faith. And sometimes the reason people are failing in their faith is because they have been waiting for long. Praying for long for the same situation. Waiting for long for the breakthrough to come. For God to answer. And God is not answering. it's taking long. Because of that, you end up losing your faith. Because you say, why, why must I still keep waiting and waiting? I trust the Lord. I prayed last year. Nothing happened. What, what can convince me that something will happen this year? Because I put all my effort five years before nothing. And when people begin to think like this, they end up failing in their faith. Amen. And some of them, they can backslide. But the Lord wants to encourage you to tell you that it's not a man to lie. It's not the son of man to repent from what he said. No matter the time it can take, the Lord is still faithful. All you need to know is to stand strong in your faith. Because when the miracle will come, where the answer will come, where the breakthrough will come. You know, the miracle from the Lord is like the airplane. You understand? The airplane cannot land anywhere. It's land in the proper tarmac. They arrange the place for the aircraft to land. Your faith is the place where your miracle will land. The Bible says, when the son of man will come back again, will he find the faith? When the Lord said to Sarah, next year, same time, I will come here and your wife will have a child. It means that I will come back with the baby. The question is, when I come back with the baby, if I don't find the faith, that baby will not land. The miracle will not land. You need to prepare a platform to download the miracle when the time of visitation arrives. Hallelujah. You understand that? So you need to keep your faith, to stay in the faith no matter the challenge, no matter what can happen. And I want to give you examples of some people because sometimes the Lord shows up only when you are already in the last minute, maybe when the time is completely gone and God manifests himself. Not the time that we're waiting for him to come, but when you are at the last minute, the Lord can show up. Sometimes he can let you being tested in the area of your faith to see how long you will resist and stand. God does not always come so quick, too quick. And sometimes when you think that it's late, it's not really late, it's in the right time. Amen. (laughs) Let's read Book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 14 to 18. I want to give you an example of these three Friends of Daniel, you know them well. They experienced divine intervention after being thrown in the fire, not before that. The Lord let them even go to the fire inside for the intervention to manifest. God did not show up until they were thrown in the fire. Amen. But before that, let, let, let's see. Let's see. Daniel chapter 3, verse 14. We go to 18. Nabucandista spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image I've made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately, to the, immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, when we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning and fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Verse 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we, we worship the God image which you have set up. Jump to verse 4, 24 and 25. I'm reading 24. Then the king Nabuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose... In a haste and spoke, saying to his counselor, "Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire?" They answered and said to the king, "True, O king, look," He answered. "I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God." Amen." So we know the story of the three friend of Daniels. Living in Babylon, and the king set a decree that everyone must worship the God image that he made. And everyone was worshiping the image, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not do that because they had faith to the God of Israel. They were worshiping the true God, not idols. They refused to do that. And the king was informed about that. He called them, he said, I'm giving you the last chance. Maybe you were not aware. Now, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, you get to bow down and worship. They say, no, king, we will not do that. Amen. But I like the verse 17. Verse 17, put back again on the screen. Verse 17. These young boys express three dimensions of faith. They were operating. They said to the king, verse 17, if that is the case, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. That is the first declaration, first dimension of the faith. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. The first dimension, they had the faith to believe to God's capacity and ability in general. You understand that? They had faith to God's capacity. They knew that God is able to heal. God can deliver. God can, can transform. God can do many things. They, 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 they believed that. They had faith like all the believers. They believe God's capacity. Amen. Hallelujah. All of us sitting here this morning, we believe God's capacity. No one is doubting in God's capacity. But these young boys, they, they went to the second level of the faith. They said. Our God will serve is able to deliver us from the benefit from the end. and He will deliver us from your hands. This is the second confession. The first one, they believe is capacity for everyone that is common, is able to deliver. But the second one, they appropriate that capacity. They said, "For our case, this God is going to deliver us." You understand? They, they make that faith very personal. Not only general. Everyone can come in a church. It's easy to believe God can heal people. But it's not easy to believe he will heal you. You understand? Everyone believes no, God can make people rich. Can he make you? Say, so, oh no, for me. <laughs> you don't know my background. You don't know my education. You see all this stuff. But I believe God can do that. But the problem is you believe he can do that. Can he do that for you? This young man. They believed God is able to save anyone from fire, and then they believe He will save them. Amen. It's another dimension of faith, appropriating God's promises for yourself, believing God's word and God's capacity for yourself, that God can do it in my life. I believe it. And verse 18 is showing the third dimension of faith. They say, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we worship the God image which you have said. They say that even if God does not serve us, we still love him. We will not worship your God image. They they, they rise up in a higher level of faith that they love God not because of God is doing, not because of God can give to them, but they love God because he's just a God. He loves them and they love God. Whether he comes to rescue me or no, I will still love him. They told the king, you you get to know also, in case that you see us burning in the fire, we are ready to die. We will not change our mind. So they were operating in a higher level of faith. That the faith reached the level of unconditional love for God. That we love God despite of anything. Nothing can cause us to backslide. Nothing can cause me to run away from the church or God's presence. Not because I didn't see the miracle. I will still stand there. And they confess that with their own mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. And you see, when you reach this level, God and entire heaven will honor your faith. I cannot let you die in that dimension. They throw them in the fire. And they experience the power of God when they were in the fire, not outside. Sometimes God comes only when you enter a fire. But you as a human being, you want him to come to rescue you before you enter the fire. God was able to make them disappear in the hand of these people who were holding them. God was able to do that. That you hold them, you want to put them in the fire, they disappear. God can do that. God was able to make the king blind and everyone blind. He's able to do that, but he did not do that. He let them, holding them. He let them, going with them. He was watching from heaven. And through them, God was still watching. He did not do anything. But he came when they were in the fire. Hallelujah. And these young men, even going in the fire, they were joyful. No, we will always worship our God. And in the fire, God himself came in the fire. Because when the king woke up in the morning, he went to check. He saw four people walking. And he himself said that the fourth one looks like the son of God. He saw Jesus in that fire. Hallelujah. Jesus came personally to protect them. And they were not hurt by the fire. Jesus can do the same for you if you stand strong. Even when they are throwing you in the fire, you're still strong. The miracle and the breakthrough will happen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you will see the example of Daniel himself. They put him in the lion den. God intervened only when he was inside the lion den, not outside. He followed him by sending his angel there. You see an example like Abraham. The Lord told him that through your descendants, I will multiply you. The nation of the earth shall be blessed through your descendants. But Abraham waited for that child until all his body was completely dead. Amen. Amen. Physically, it was not fit to produce children. When there was no human capacity, no strength as a man, God came. Why did not come early? He came at the right time. Amen. And Abraham believed that God. He believed him until that time. Hallelujah. So there are many examples in the Bible that you can see how the Lord can move in our lives. And what the Lord did with other people That he did not come. Jesus, they told him about Lazarus, his friend. He was not a disciple. He was a friend. That your friend Lazarus is sick. Come and heal him. He did not come quickly. The first day did not come. The second, until Lazarus died. And they buried him. Not even the first day after burying. He came after four days. The man was already decomposing and, and, and the, the smell was so bad everywhere. Jesus came after that. Your friend. Hallelujah. But when he came, he called him out of the grave. Hallelujah. Sometimes he will not come at the time that you marry, you want him to come. You martyr, you want him to come. He will come at his divine time. And when you are a friend of Jesus, he can use you sometime. As, as, as a tool to give a teaching to other people. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to stand in that dimension, knowing that the fact that is taking long does not mean that God is not able to do it. You understand? Even if it's taking long, that doesn't mean that God is not able to do it. All you have to do is to keep the faith. Faith is the most precious element in your life. Keep it. Don't lose it. Amen. And go deeper in that. Jesus prayed for Peter before he died. Asking one thing for him. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and verse 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Amen. Jesus knew that Peter would deny him. And the devil came to claim him. So this guy, he must give him back to me. I want to sift him. I want to extract something from him. All the teaching that you gave him all the impartation, all the inside. I want to extract them from him, to leave him empty. I want to sift him as wheat. Amen. And Jesus said that, I prayed for you. Not that you, 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 you will be just strong. I pray for you. He just chose one thing. I pray that your faith will not fail. Can you see the prayer of Jesus? Very strategic prayer. He looked at among everything in the life of Peter. He chose one. Say if only his faith will not fail, this man will be restored. But if the faith fail, finish. He said, I intercede for you. I know you will fall. I know the devil will take you. But I prayed. my intercession, is that your faith will not fall. Amen. Because without faith, you cannot experience restoration. Hallelujah. Jesus knew that Peter would not be restored. Without faith, without faith, no one can experience restoration. Without faith, you will remain locked in the prison of the past. You are locked there. There are things that are new. You cannot embrace them. You cannot do that because you are locked in your past. Only faith brings restoration. Only faith brings a new season in your life. And Jesus knew that when Peter will stand on his faith, he will be restored. And they will be able to restore others. Without faith, that restoration process cannot happen. Hallelujah. Number two, without faith, we cannot possess new territories that God has prepared for us. Amen. So now I'm speaking to this house. I'm giving the word that now. I'm shifting my preaching to you now. Amen. What God laid in my heart for you. I'm still preaching the same mission that I preach in the ministry, but I'm bringing it in your direction. Remember what I said before. Number one, without faith, you cannot experience restoration. Jesus prayed for Peter that he will be restored if his faith does not fail. And without faith, you cannot possess new territories that God has prepared for you. Amen. This is a new year. There are new territories, new dimensions. You cannot enter there without faith. Amen. Number three, without faith, you cannot embrace new calling, new graces, and new mantles that God is about to drop upon our lives. Hallelujah. Without faith, you cannot embrace new callings. Amen. New graces, new mantles that God is dropping over the family, over people. Because God may be calling you to something new, but it will take faith. For you to embrace that. God may be bringing a new anointing upon your life. You will download it only if faith is in action. Certain mantles can come. But you cannot grab the mantle. Because faith is not activated. It will take faith for you to shift into a new dimension. Hallelujah. Faith is very important. Without faith, you cannot embrace that. And it, it takes faith To embrace your destiny. Look at men like Gideon. When the Lord came to him, it was a time for him to embrace a new calling. To embrace a new mantle of a deliverer for his people. It was a time for him to catch a new grace. But only lack of faith could prevent him to catch that mantle. Amen. Look what he said, Judges chapter 6, verse 14 to 16. Judges chapter 6, verse 14 to 16. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have, have I not sent you? So he said to him, O oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Amen. So the Lord came to him, calling him, you are mighty warrior. He was calling him in his real identity. The man rejected the identity. Said, no, 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 no. I'm not a mighty warrior. I'm not a mighty man of hell. I'm not what you are saying. Many times we do the same thing. The Lord is approaching you He say, no, this is the new season. You are this, this. No, 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 I'm not that. You don't don't see well. He tried to teach the Lord now. He said, maybe you are not informed. I am. My my family is the the least, the weakest family in my tribe. And myself, I'm the least of my family. Maybe you are not informed, God. A man like me, I cannot take that responsibility. He said, I'm the Lord speaking to you. There is a might already in you. You are not aware of that might. Something is in you. You are not aware. You are keep receiving, receiving, receiving. But something is in you that I want. I believe that what is already in you can save your nation. Amen. The Lord believes that what is already in you can, can win more souls in the kingdom. He said, no, 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 me, no. You don't know my background, you know. And God said that, I will be myself with you. What matters is not your background, is not your color skin, is not your age, is my presence. My presence will be, I will be with you and you will overcome. You will destroy them like you are fighting with one person. Amen. Hallelujah. So many times, you, you see that it takes faith to embrace new callings, to embrace new mentors to embrace new graces. If faith is not activated, you can reject the anointing that God is giving you for the season. Amen. When the Lord spoke to Samuel, he said that, I have chosen a young man who will come tomorrow to you, anoint him as a king. When Saul came, he was looking just for the donkeys, but the prophet told him, the Lord has given this nation to you. He said, I am a bench and You don't understand? I cannot. It, it's, it's impossible. It will always take faith to receive a new season, to receive a new calling. If faith is not on place, we are going to keep turning around, not progressing. And we can even fail and backslide. This is the mission that God is giving to you. 2024, new mantles are coming, new graces are coming, new invitations from the heavenly realm are coming. But you need to step there by faith. Amen. And let me give you some, maybe two keys to help you to maintain strong faith. Even in the midst of challenges. Those two things that God laid in my heart, and, 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 and they are very true. This is what I experienced myself. I live by that. Sometimes we need to preach what we live, what we have tested is true. Amen. Number one is prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. And mostly praying in the spirit. Amen. You cannot stay strong in the faith if your prayer life is weak. It is impossible. Amen. The strength of your prayer life will affect your faith. You get to be strong. Praying and fasting is one of the key. But mostly praying in the spirit. Amen. Many people come up with a lot of excuses. No, you know, pastor, I don't have time to pray. No, I've, I'm busy with my work. You know, the responsibility at my workplace. You know, my children. Now I have three kids. Now I have four. Every time we bring excuses that because of this we cannot pray, we cannot commit, But those excuses are not true, are not standing in front of God. Amen. This meant Daniel that we spoke here. He was a governor in Babylon. He was working in the king cabinet. Very busy than most of us. But despite of the responsibility, the Bible said that he was praying three times a day. He was a governor. He was not a jobless person. Maybe you think that for you to pray long, you need to be jobless, you need to be at home 24 hours. But this guy was involved in the king cabinet. He was a governor. He received a lot of responsibility. But despite of that, he made up his mind to offer three times prayer to the Lord. Hallelujah. King David, he was a king. Mighty warrior. Leading a country. Can you imagine the, the, the responsibility, the weight of leading a country? This man was a, was a king. But if you go in the book of Psalm 119, verse 164, it says seven times a day, I praise you. Seven times a day. A king. Can you see that? This generation, we are giving too much excuses. No, I can't do that. You saw, I have my children, I have my wife, I have my husband. I have to cook, I have to do the washing, I have to do all this stuff. Pastor, you must understand. That's why the Lord has has established intercessors to pray for us. We are in the marketplace. No. Your faith cannot be strong if you yourself don't pay the price to pray, to stand in God's presence. Amen. Stand in his presence. So prayer is the most important key. The first one. Number two. The second thing that can help you to stand strong in your faith is being able to see in the spirit. Amen. Being able to see in the spirit. These are just those two messages. That God has impressed strongly in my heart share with you this morning. First one, prayer. The second one, being able to see in the spirit. A man who can see in the spirit will have unshakable faith. Because your eyes are open. Many times we fail in our faith when because of uncertainty. We don't see anything we are not aware of anything. We are so confused. We are so blind in our spirit. Then nothing is sustaining you. Revelation sustains your faith when your eyes can see. Amen. The revelation of God's plan makes our faith strong. Hallelujah. Once you are able to see in the spirit, of your faith becomes strong. Mostly when the Holy Spirit opens. Your life opens you up in the level of dreams and vision. Your faith will shift the level. Amen. Become strong. When the Lord begins to give you prophetic dreams that can reveal you God's plans, give you direction, give you warning, correction, when you begin to receive that, your faith level will change. And it's it not easy for you to lose your faith because you know something. It's very clear to your mind. True faith begins when you know the will of God. You are stable in that. Amen. When you read the Bible, you will see that most of the people, the giant of faith, even those that they, their names are in the book of uh, Hebrew 11, you, you look at all these people, check their lives, you will see that the Lord spoke to them mostly through dreams. Amen. This is a kind of life that we need to navigate, that my spiritual sight must be activated for me to stand firm and strong in my faith. The Lord spoke to Abraham in the dream. Leave your country, your fathers, your mother. Go to the place, I will show you. The Lord spoke to him in the dream. Isaac became prosperous in the, in the country of the Philistine because the Lord came in a dream to tell him, don't leave this place. Stay here. Dwell in the place. I will bless you and I will increase you and multiply you. And the Bible said that he saw in the land that the Lord gave him hundredfold in the same year. The motivation to sow in the land came because he saw a dream. God told him, I'm going to bless you in this land. The faith was unshakable, even though it was a desert, but his faith was very strong. Why? Because the Lord told me, stay in the land, I'm going to bless you in this land. And when you don't know anything, you are blind in your spirit, your faith will be shaking every time. Because of lack of revelation, lack of knowledge. Amen. Amen. Jacob's life changed because of dreams. The Lord appeared to him many times. Gave him the, 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 the vision of, 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 of the ladder. The Lord spoke to him. Even forgot to restore him in the house of Laban. Forgot to restore him financially. He came in a dream to give him a strategy. How he can break through from that poverty. Hallelujah. So your, your dream life is very important. Amen. It's very important that you need to to pray that God open up a life in the spiritual. When I see the life of Paul in the New Testament, you see that this guy went through different challenges, different opposition in his life and ministry, but most of the time, the Lord came to strengthen him in the dreams, to speak to him. Let's read this scenario. Acts 23, verse 10 and 11. 23, verse 10 and 11. Now when there arose a great dissension, the commander fearing lest Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him into the barracks. But the following night... The Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. For as you have testified me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. Amen. The man was facing life, death. They wanted to kill him. He preached to a city, and people wanted to kill him, attacking him. They were against him. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that in the night, the Lord stood by him and told him, do not be afraid. So for Paul to have faith to carry on and go to Rome, it was because of what he saw in the dream. The Lord spoke to him. Don't be intimidated by the challenge. The same way you preach my word here in Jerusalem, you will go to Rome. In knew for sure, no matter what can happen, my feet will walk in Rome. And sometimes what helps us to stand strong, even when people say, Why can you, why must you Why can you leave this country? Why can you, but you still stand. If you saw something, even if you don't tell people what you saw, they will just be amazed. Why is still so confident? There must be something that you saw. Amen. Something that you saw. And the same Paul in the book of Acts 27 21 to 25, look what happened. In chapter 27, they had the shipwreck. And when he was traveling with a group of people, they lost a lot of goods. The ship was damaged. People was in great fear without hope. And then Paul began to speak to them. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to... To take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the sheep. You see what they tell them? There will be no loss. No one will die. Only the sheep will be damaged. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sell with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that He will be just as it was told me. Amen. You see again, strong faith. In the place that they lost everything. But he still believed no one will die. Don't look at the size of the opposition because the Lord, in the night, the angel came to me and he told me, Paul, don't be afraid. No one will die. Only the sheep will be damaged. But you and the people, you will still be alive. So because of that, he said, no, just be strong because I, I know it will be done just as it was taught to me. I believe this God. Amen. So when you can see, you can hear from God clearly, your faith will shift in another level. Because you heard the voice of God. You can speak correctly. You saw something and you know what I saw. It is true. The Lord cannot change. Amen. Paul accepted to go to preach to Macedonia. Why? Because the Lord sent a dream to him when he saw a man calling him from Macedonia to go to preach to them. So he never been there. He did not have connection there, no plan there. But he went there by faith. Why? Because he saw something in the dream. You see the power of that? So your faith, for you to move in the level where your faith is unshakable, where your trust is without borders, is when you move in the realm of the spirit that you can see well, you can hear well, then you know the direction. You know, God told me, even if it's taking long, I still know what? He told me. I still know what? He showed me. When you are blind, we cannot move. Yeah. When we are blind, we cannot accept callings. We cannot accept new seasons. Because we don't know what God is, is doing. So, no, 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 you know, pastor, I'm not ready for this. No, I cannot do this. I cannot go there. I can, no, but God has seasons for us. The moment he opens your eyes, your life will change. That's why the Apostle Paul was preaching. I I encourage the entire church to desire prophetic gifts that everyone should prophesy. We are at the end time. The book of Joel said that in the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon every flesh. Young men and women will do what? They will have vision. Amen. They will prophesy. And old men will have dreams. But we we, we you, you see that we are living in a time that people don't claim this promise. We don't even think about it. We don't mind it. But we are in the end time. When last did you pray like that? Say, God, according to your promise, I pray this morning, pour out your spirit upon me, upon my house, upon my family, and let us be able to prophesy. Let us be able to see vision from you. When last did you pray like that? We don't ask it That is the promise for the time. That we need to do this. The the apostle said desire spiritual gift. You get to desire them. I want to see. I want to know where I'm going. You get to pray. Let your hand come upon him like Ezekiel. Take me to the valley where I can see. You see, Ezekiel was in the valley. And he said, God asking, can this point slip? He said, I don't know. You know. And God told him, these are the people of Israel, this is my people. And he said, speak to them. And I like what he said. I spoke as I was commanded. Amen. I spoke as I was commanded. This is one of the key to bring revival in our churches, in our lives. That when people are standing on the pulpit, they get to speak as they are commanded. You get to hear something from God. And when you begin to speak like that, bones are coming together, revival is taking place because you don't speak not by what you feel in your heart, but as you are commanded. You get to pray as you are commanded. You get to act as you are commanded. But for that to happen, you need to be translated in the realm of the Spirit. This is the place that your faith will go deeper because you see only the things that the Spirit of God can reveal to people. The things that never come in your heart, the eyes never see, ears never hear. those stuff are revealed to us only by the Spirit. But we need to grow in our hunger for the spiritual, that hunger. God, I'm sick and tired of just imagining things. I'm sick and tired of leading my business the way I think. I am sick and tired of raising my children the way I imagine. I want you, God, to so open up my spiritual sight and show me your will, your plan for them. Guide me to the ways that can lead me, that I'm, I don't hesitate anymore. I know for sure the Lord has spoken to me. Amen. And that will help you, that you are sitting here, you don't just keep receiving, 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 and you're becoming big faith spiritually, but you don't have fruit. Amen. Because another vision that God gave me was someone sitting on the chair, a child growing, great, becoming big, becoming big, but he was still on the chair, a cripple, not moving. The Lord wants you as you receive. You see, like Gideon, he has a might in him without knowing I have might. So you know, you, for him, he was still empty. But for God, he has something in him. Most of us, we are sitting here, we think we are still empty. But there is something in you. Amen. You understand? Your faith will become productive and relevant if you put it in action. It becomes a blessing to other people. Amen. You may buy 10 books on fitness. You may read them, all of them, in one week. The fact of you reading those 10 books will not make you fit. You understand? You have a lot of information. So, concerning fitness, you can become a teacher. But yourself, you are not fit. Because for you to become fit, you get to engage to the gym and exercise and work. You see, there are people who are faithful members of the gym just because every month they deduct your money. But they don't see you there. They can even send you an email at the end of the year to congratulate you, to thank you as a faithful member. But your body knows that you are not faithful. You see now, So we have many Christian faithful members of the church. But in the spiritual realm, <laughs> you are not productive. You are faithful. You come there, but nothing, no fruit. The Lord wants you to shift from the level where you can become fruitful. And that will happen as your eyes are open. You begin to see where God is calling you and what God wants you to bring. Amen. And by doing that, our lives will change. So because of time, I have to stop here. Did you see something today? Amen. Maybe uh, or on Tuesday, or I'll talk with Pastor Michael because he told me that I can come again and preach. Or maybe Tuesday we come. We start Tuesday prayer meeting. So I encourage because what I sense in my spirit, I need us to place a demand on the scripture, Joel chapter 228, I will pour out my spirit. We can't just preach things like this. The, good, the way for you to be activated in the spiritual, to see things, to, to receive word from God, I think there are three ways. The first one God can give you by grace. It makes you able, you can see, you can hear. But the second way is you pushing in the spirit, desiring like Paul said, you get to desire. But the third way is by impartation. Sometimes we pray for people, the eyes are open, the ears are open, like Paul said that Timothy, keep the gift you receive by laying off the hand. Amen. And I believe that we need to do that. Hallelujah. So I invite you, if you have time, come Tuesday. We are going to pray for the outpouring of the Spirit here. That this is a new year. We need God to activate us spiritually. That we can hear His voice and we can see. God bless you. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.